Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is brought to you by the Friends in Recovery Community, a thriving network of individuals who are fighting back against the stigma of addiction. Join our hosts as they speak up about the real issues of addiction, treatment, and recovery. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast, is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Now, here are your friends in recovery. Hello and welcome to the Friends in Recovery podcast. I'm Jersey Ed with my two co-hosts, Buckeye Bambi and Biddy Beth. Biddy Beth, not Bitchy Beth, Biddy Beth. Easy, easy What's up, killer. ladies? <laughs> easy killer. <laughs> How you ladies doing today? You oh, now he wants doing. us to talk. Yeah, talk now. Come on. Yeah. We, we only we only did an hour before the show. Like, sorry, Carl. Carl should just just like we should stop here and then just put Carl, put the rest of the show in here. Right. I mean, it was yeah. a good show. But see, that's the thing. You have to join our group to get the pre stuff, like all the good stuff like this. Stuff don't is, say that because now everyone's dis. <clears throat> joining yeah uh, more unjoining unjoining canceling it yeah. no, like, <laughs> like i don't want join. this shit i <laughs> yeah, want wanna... the edited version <laughs> yeah it's on tuesday that's it that's it dang sally dang is it. watching uh, hi sally sally and dan and how do you know what what do you i, I give up i give up just tell me who's watching so seven, that's she does on our page Maybe seven people we have today good wow God. All right, guys, if you want to call us and, and tell us to shut the fuck up about everything, it's 800-989-6504. And I got that right this week. Uh, email us at helpingfriendsrecoverypodcast.com. Email addresses are below us if you want to get us individually. And also our uh, website is friendsandrecoverycommunity.org. Um, we're going to forego the hearts today or what? Yeah, because we don't have hearts. We don't have backgrounds don't have anymore. Hearts. Everybody so. still give Bambi purple hearts. Purple hearts, guys. Comment and give purple hearts. Purple, purple hearts, Bambi, black hearts, Beth, and blue hearts, Jersey Ed. So, so uh, just black and purple. Black and purple. That's it. Black oh, and yeah, blue. That's good black for Halloween. Blue. Black, black and purple. purple. No. Yeah, black no and blue. Blue doesn't go for Halloween. Blue does not go for Halloween. You can be Hanukkah. <laughs> I can be Hanukkah. Bambi, you were talking earlier before about some crime junkie podcasting about Listen, yes. something I shit. I don't know. Story. Okay. Uh, crime junkie is a podcast, another podcast. Is um, it a recovery podcast? It is not, but I'm going to okay, get to then that stop. Point. We don't need that. Cut this out. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay. Crime Junkie has 10 million viewers. Okay. Whoa. Hey, Crime Junkie. We love you. How are you, everybody? Right. (laughs) And it's Ashley Flowers and the co-host is Brit. So they've been doing it. I've been watching. It was the first podcast I ever listened to. My daughter turned me on to it. So we've been watching forever and ever and ever. And one day, um, Ashley comes on and says she needs to make an announcement about Brit that she had a brain bleed, a significant brain bleed is in the wow. hospital on a ventilator stuff. I mean, I mean, she wow. was, they didn't know if she was going to make it through and oh my God. we all sent prayers and, you know, all that kind of stuff for a, a month or maybe more than a month. And, um, she ended up coming, you know, coming out of it. She, she's perfectly normal now, perfectly normal, but she, um, 
um, came on the show after, I think it was a couple, a few months she was off. And when she came back on the show, the first show, and this takes a lot of freaking courage. She told people that she had been, um, she was in the hospital for however long, but then she went to a rehab after that for alcoholism. And um, she was there for maybe 60 days. I don't know. I I don't know the exact date, but she was there for a long time. And she wanted people to not um, be ashamed or hide Mm. this, this disease because nobody knew her, her best friend is the co uh, the host, Ashley. Wow. Nobody in her life knew that she was an alcoholic. Nobody had a clue that nobody knew. And um, she said, don't be ashamed of it. Don't hide it take care of it. And what kind of guts, 10 million viewers. Now we come on for our, you know, our little group. And we say that we're in recovery, but this woman didn't have to come and do any of that. And she told 10 million people that to, to raise awareness. Wow. So this is crime junkie and has nothing to do with um, recovery. No, nothing. Wow. So that's incredible. Should we just keep saying crime junkie, crime junkie, crime junkie, crime junkie until until they watch? Yes, people should (laughs) go and and listen because it's yeah, it's it's really good. They they do unsolved uh, murders or unsolved crimes and try to get the public um, involved um, to solve these things. And Mm -hmm. they've had a lot of success. So she's being so she's being of service. That's what she's doing. Yeah. which is what is going to keep her sober. There you go. And I think everybody on here listening should go to crime junkies and say, Hey, you know, congratulations on blah, blah, blah. Listen to friends in recovery. It'll help That's your right. recovery. Right. Okay. Right. guys, Let's do that. All three of you that are here in the room <laughs> and all four of you who listen regularly and five who's subscribed, please do that. No, we have more than that. I think we have six or seven. But anyways, so crime junkies, um, it's not about um, not nothing has to do with uh, uh, recovery at all. No, she's just a brave ass woman, you know? Yes, she is. So do they like so it's not like a story like welcome to crime junkies. You know, I was in I was a late August night hot. And no, they come on and they say like today's. That. Today's story is about a young girl that was 18 and they oh, like real they stuff. Go, yeah. So they're all real crimes and okay. they're all unsolved. So okay. um, and, and so they want they say somebody knows something about this, about mm. what happened to, you know. OK, crime junkies. All right. Ten million wow. people. So, all right, well, congratulations, Ashley Flowers, right? Ashley. Flowers. No, Ashley's the host. It's Brit. Oh, Brit. 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 Brit, congratulations. Brit, Brit. thank you for your and bravery. We, yeah, and we'd love to have you on this show. You can see how wrong it's going, but maybe you can write the ship up for us. <laughs> you tell us how to be successful, yeah, please. Yeah. yeah, she has 10 million. We have 10. Like, we're doing something wrong. Like, completely No, we're wrong. not. We're not doing anything wrong. We're people. just not doing it as good as we could. You think? Well, that's why yes. you got rid of the backgrounds, guys, right? Right. We're working. Right? We're working on it. We're, we're, we're revamping. We're revamping everything. Right. Yeah. So that's it. So anyways, speaking of podcasts, but any, any, since we're on a podcast thing, get Beth, anything podcast you listen to? I actually listened to a a podcast called uh, lead to win lead to win. Yeah. It's a, it's a podcast about work-life balance. It's basically what it comes down to. And it's kind of splintered over the years into like a lot of different stuff, but um but the first couple of years, I, I used to listen to it religiously, but it's all about like 
figuring out how to organize your work so that you're working when you're working and you're not working when you're not working. So work it if you're worth it. Work it, you're worth it, right? Work it, you're worth it, baby. Yes, that's it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Um, So I don't know. I I don't even know what we're going to talk about, but you know what my favorite podcast is since we're going on? Sober pod. Sober pod. Why would you guess that? Why? Because we love like maybe Carl. I do have because another Carl. podcast. I do have another favorite podcast besides besides Carl. You do? Well, I you do. Save it for next week. You think? Yeah. All right. I'm trying to get her on the show too, and we're she in is 40 in recovery. Yeah. We're in, no, we're not in 40 minutes. We're in like five minutes now. No, no, the next show that we're doing is. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Stay tuned. Whatever. Minutes. Okay. All right. So, Silver Pot, of course, Carl and um, Chelsea. They do um, whatever they do sober pot over there and, and just go listen to them. And also this book that we're going to read from today is 366 fucking days sober. Go get it, guys. I read it every morning, seriously. And, uh, you know, I was thinking today that maybe we can have Carl sign a copy or two. And Ooh. then if somebody puts comments below, not now, I mean, you can still put comments below, but we can we can send them out a copy of the book, yeah. a, a all, signed book, yeah, right? Like for all names out, everyone that leaves comments on our yeah. podcast. Yeah. yeah on so, YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. Yes, on YouTube. So look for that to come up and uh, maybe next show we might be able to do that. So anyways, um, let's see. So do you want to read um, 30? Do you want to read today? Because today is really good. It, it it's it's really good today. So I well, think we're just going to kind of be cheesy and do it, like read this and then read talk about it. Talk. Well, yeah. I was going to use his this day today for my meeting, but there were too many fucks in it. I couldn't do it for my meeting. <laughs> so I had to read tomorrow's and um, do my meeting on tomorrow. So but okay. today, give a fuck. Hmm? Give all the fucks you can give. We all need a helping hand, and we all certainly need a smiling face in our lives that is willing to show that they care. Remember that person in your own life? When everyone ran the opposite way, the only person running towards you gave a fuck. Those good-hearted angels, godsends, altruistic superheroes gave, give all that they could provide. Looking back, it's easy to see those people's impact the seeds they planted, and how patient and loving they really were. They gave of themselves with no promise of success. Instead, they gave their fucks freely, giving without expecting a thing in return, no recognition or reward. Mm. The reflection for today, how many fucks can you give? (laughs) And the daily challenge, try to give a few fucks today. Wow. I, I, there were too many. I, I couldn't even. Ooh, figure out how to that's a lot of fucks. Yeah. Was... Ooh, I'm, I'm, I need a cigarette already. <laughs> cold shower, I, maybe. A cold oh shower. I, never, I never fucked that much in my life. I'm telling wow. you. Wow. <laughs> Anyways, well, that was a good reading. Um, and, uh, you know, I do remember a couple people in early recovery and still like, like Bambi, you're the person that runs to everybody and not giving a fuck. That's you. When I read this, I thought of you hands down, like you go to everybody and you're that person that 
is there for them, you know, especially in our rooms. And if, you know, if, if you guys aren't, don't kind of know, we have uh, meetings um, and Bambi's involved in almost every single one of them. And she knows everybody inside and out. And if I went in, like, I, I went on a meeting today, I'm like, Hey, who's this person? Right. Brand new. She's like, no, she's been here. You know, Bambi knows everybody. So you're that person, you know what I mean? That, that, that does that. And, uh, right. you know, and, and listen, guys, it's really important to have, especially your recovery, you know, Bambi really, um, the newcomer, she really, you know, you really jump on that newcomer and, and have them, you know, know. I think we were talking about, you guys are talking about a meeting today, right? Weren't you mm-hmm. talking about that? Like, yeah. you know, the comfortability in the meeting or or something, right? Wasn't that what it was about? Yeah, yes. But, you know, every time you you do that, you, you reach out to someone, you know, you're doing service work and you keep yourself sober yeah. that way. Of so course. when I reach out to people and when they reach out to me, they're helping me more than I'm helping them, you mm-hmm. know? And truly, because, you know, sometimes I'm in a funk and someone will text and say, hey, I'm trying to get in the meeting or I can't get on the meeting or this link won't take me there or, hey, I'm having a bad day or blah, blah, blah. And immediately you stop thinking about that you were sitting there kind of in a pity party and, Mm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. and you get invested in whatever the issue is. It's it's just I mean, it keeps me sober. Well, that is true. You know, like. You're right. I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's when we help others, we're really helping ourselves, right? It's a selfish program. Like, I mean, you know, I come on here to, of course, spread the word and, and, you know, kind of have fun and everything, but I'm on here because of my sobriety, you know, I'll be honest with you, you know, I mean, this is part of my program coming on here, going to meetings, um, whatever it is, you know, um, that's, it's part of my program and I've been doing it for a long time and, and, it works 100%. It works. Right. And, you know, I, I don't know of any other way to stay sober. I know before the show we were joking with, um, but I do want to bring this up because, uh, you know, I mean, um, I, I don't know if it's true or not, but, you know, Beth, you said there's in, in the big book, and I think we we're joking with somebody on here that um, we haven't seen in a while. And uh, Beth said, well, you only, the big book says we only need to go to one meet i was gonna say one show a week one meeting a week <laughs> one show a week <laughs> one show a week too, yeah. just see us forget so all the other podcasts right so it says in the big book it says that it's customary for us to meet formally one one night a week to give the newcomers a place to come and talk about what's going on with them mm. um but it also says in the big book that there's scan a night where we're not like all hanging out together it's mm. basically what it says like it's that we're doing something in each other's homes, lightning. I, I forget what, I forget the quote, but yeah, they hang out a lot, but there's one day a week that they set aside for a formal meeting. Mm, so okay. they're doing recovery every day, probably every, every day. Even every, back in oh yeah. Every day. They, you know, yeah, they're but, meeting with other alcoholics and yeah. we know that it only takes two alcoholics in a room to make a meeting. Right. Right. So, mm-hmm. right. so they're meeting every day, but formally once a week, Yeah, formally once a week. And the meetings were not to get your your glass full. Your me- the meetings were a place for newcomers mm. to come and share things that have been difficult for them. And I honestly, I think that there's like so much has been lost in the fellowship over the years that like I've had sponsees with like years sober call me and just be like, I just this happened like two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, a sponsee of mine has like 10 years and she's just like, I just I can't get my glass full. When I go to the meeting, it's just like, it's not filling me. And I said, mm-hmm. well, that's because it's not, that's not what it's there for. 
you're, you go to meetings with time so that you can fill other people's glass. And that goes yeah. back to what we were just talking about. Yeah. Be of service and you will get your glass full. Yeah. And so, that's, that's what this reading is about, basically. Yeah. Like, yes, you know, give a you, fuck. Yeah, exactly. You give a fuck when you go to a meeting and you're, the, of course, we're there to help each other and help ourselves. And, you know, and, and I remember the early meetings, I, I didn't even, who, who the hell was it? Somebody in the meeting today was saying that, uh, one of our regulars is saying, and I identified with it. Like I, I went to a meeting and there was no manual. They didn't tell me there was no script to do anything. They're talking about a sponsor. Um, you know, they're hugging people. They're <laughs> laughing. You know, I'm just, I was just trying to stay sober and, and stay out of my head. And I remember the first meeting I went to was, it was huge. Well, at least I thought it was huge. And I'm like, and I know we hear this all the time, but I'm telling you, how I said to myself, how are these people happy? Like, like how, like I just got out of detox and, and, and how are these people happy? I mean, it just didn't make any sense to me. Well, now fast forward all these years later, I understand it obviously, but you know, and, and it's like anything like, you know, when we learn to, I don't know, to play a guitar or when we were younger, when we learned to drive or, or whatever, if you're taking, maybe learn a new language, it doesn't come easy at the beginning, yeah. but once we practice, keep going and doing everything we do, it becomes easier. And yep. that's where, like, when we get complacent, that's where we, um, that's where we get sick. That's where we get sick. That's where we stop going to meetings. That's where we think that, you know what? I can give a fuck about anybody else. You know, the wrong giving a fuck, you yep. know, um, not that, not that it, you know, you don't give a fuck about anybody, but Hey, listen, it's too busy. I got to work today. My yep. busy. I got to do this. I got the kids, the house, the, this, the, that next thing, you know, two weeks go, but I'm guilty of it. I'm not, I'm not saying something that, you know, I'm, I'm not guilty of, but you know, two weeks go by and you're, you're like motherfucking everything up and down. And you're wondering why, like, why? Because you didn't go to a fucking meeting, go give a fuck somewhere and go help somebody out. You know, that's exactly, a service. It'll be a service. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it is. You know, um, I was, I, I think you guys heard this story and I'm not sure if I told it on here, but my stomach was hurting. Bambi and I, and, and, and we were just talking before the meeting that, um, you know, I had some stomach issues and I had some trauma from it. And, uh, I was driving home like six months after we were, we, I was camping or something. And I called my sponsor, I'm like, Andy, my stomach hurts, blah, blah, blah. And on, on and on and on and on. He goes, did you call your grandson today? I'm like, what the hell is that to do with my stomach? He goes, did you, did you reach out to another addict or alcoholic today? like, oh, I get it now. I get it. And that's true, you know, because I was so focused and centered on Ed and yep. these pains and and maybe they were real, but maybe they weren't. But if I was helping another addict or alcoholic or, or just talking to my grandson or kids or whoever, these, you know, I wouldn't notice these pains, you know, but once you focus on that, and I understood exactly what he was talking about, giving a fuck, go give a fuck to somebody else, except for yourself. You know, don't, yep. don't, don't just take care of yourself. And it's so true guys. It's so true. But here's the crazy part. When we go take care of somebody else, we're really taking care of ourselves. Yes. Seeing how this works, but that's, that's the truth behind it all. That's, that's all I got. That's it. <laughs> no, but you're right. But that's what that's literally all it comes down to. Listen, the first 164 pages of the big book is outlined to get us to God. Mm -hmm. End of story. The only thing that's going to keep us with God is to stay in the moment. And the only way that's good for us to stay in the moment is to help others. Mm -hmm. 
Like yeah. it, it literally all of those pages and all that work that we do, it all boils down to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, who somebody was just saying their favorite step was step 12. I can't, I can't, can't remember who said that, but I'm thinking about it. It's like, well, maybe it is a, a, one of the better steps because we get to give back. We get to help. We get to see other addicts and alcoholic. I mean, of course, like our, our, our John says, the only step we have to get right. Step he one. preaches it as step one. And you have to get that perfect. But the other steps, we don't have to get perfect. Right. But step um, 12 is the icing on the cake. It is. You yeah. know, that's, it makes the whole, it makes the whole cake. Right. It makes the, the cake. It makes the cake. Yeah. Right. So Absolutely. to give back makes the AA program continue. Yeah. That's yeah, what makes continue. it work. Going, right. Yeah. And that's the give a fuck step, right? We can call step 12 the give a fuck step because, yeah. you know, you're going to, you're going to give, you know, this reading is, the, you know, I know there's a lot of cursing going on here and, and because of this, but it's true though. I mean, this, this reading, if we took out all the curses, it still would be just tried and true just basically go help somebody right go help go, somebody yeah go get off your ass go help somebody um listen to a podcast suggest a podcast whatever it is i don't know i you know i i whatever that is and sometimes it doesn't even need to be another addict or alcoholic right maybe it's somebody struggling that you know that i don't know and maybe getting divorced you know it may not be one of us but when we help other human beings um you know i uh, i you know life is so much better. And you know what, even I was totally against giving people money that sit and beg and all that. But, you know, I was like, oh, they're going to use it for drugs. And, but who am I to say that that's what they're going to use it for? Who am I, who am I to say that, you know? Yeah, exactly. That this is what that person's going to go use it for. I mean, Maybe, maybe not. I don't know, but it's I'm none not of your business. Person. It's none of my business. It's none right? of my business. Yep. Exactly. Exactly. So now I do give people who, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm not Rockefeller and giving out to everybody, but can I have money? Can I <laughs> have money? Buy, you're going to buy a couch, so you don't need money. I'm not buying a couch. I'm helping Anne Marie buy a couch for her house. Oh, I thought you're buying a couch for I your house. I thought she was buying it too. Oh, I, yeah. I, I got a new couch. I just, I got a new couch a couple months ago. Well, it's an wait. awesome couch. I love my couch. Mine is awesome too. We need to do the show from the couch. From the couch. Next yes. week. Yeah. We're doing this. From yeah, the we could do it from the couch, right? From all our couches, guys. Pod this, couch. Why don't, pod why don't couch. we pod couch? Yeah. Why doesn't everybody text us? Not text us. Send us a picture on Facebook or here, a picture yeah. of the couch, right? Yes. Like, yeah. If we get 10 couches either on Facebook or there, we'll go on our new couches and and do the podcast is that I fair love this plan i yeah. love this all right plan. so from here on in we need 10 couches guys let's start getting them i don't know how you put them on here i guess you take a picture of it and then oh some send magically it, happens send it goes to on, our right? webs our, our email address email, email address, address yeah your email address or put it on the comments below i think you probably even put it in facebook right you could put it in you facebook can. on friends and recovery yeah, you could post it on the on the live pictures yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Bam, you have to watch all that now to make sure. I watch all this anyway. I send it over to Carl. I got to watch it and all that stuff. Well, I want to ask you, ladies, how, you know, and now let's, let's, Beth, you were talking about work life, uh, work balance, like life balance, work life, whatever balance. Yeah. Um, You know, we have to balance our lives also. We can't be AA. We can't eat, sleep, and drink AA all the time. We just can't. I mean, at the beginning, newcomers don't get me wrong we have to do it but there are other parts you know we you know my sponsor always says eddie you don't you didn't get sober 
to live in an AA meeting. You got sober to live life, right? right? Mm-hmm. But at the beginning, it's not, it's, you know, I, I you don't I, have I, a life to live in the beginning. I have a life to live. Yeah. There was no life, you know, yeah, so, there's no life. Yeah. Yeah. So my question would be, um, how do you guys balance your life out? Like how many meetings do you go to? Do you, do you do a lot of meetings? Do you, I, I don't know. I mean, is it, you know, I, I just a question I have for you guys, like, like for what us, does like your, me and Bambi. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh. like, I'll go to a meeting when I can, you know, I mean, I just, I, I don't go crazy over if I don't get to a meeting that day. I'm not, you know, I mean, I know not that I'm invincible here, but you know, I can't get crazy if I don't go to a meeting. Right. Um, do I prefer to go to a meeting? Of course. Do I prefer to do, listen to a podcast? Of course. But there's other things in life that I have to kind of look at too is work. I see a cat climbing on you. Um, there's work, there's, uh, relationships, there's kids, there's other obligations, you know, and sometimes it's hard. Like t- today I, I was riding a bike and I couldn't talk on the meeting, but I threw, threw the earpiece in and I just listened. And that was the best I could do today, you know? Um, but how about you ladies? Is there, is there, a t- let me, let's, let's even reframe it. Is there a time that you said, okay, this is my a limit. I know I'm good here and I have to do these other things. Maybe that's the question. See, for me, it's easy because everybody that all of our viewers know, I work for Friends in Recovery. That's what Mm -hmm. I do. So um, I go to most, almost always the two or three meetings that we have every single day. Mm -hmm. And that's just part of my, my job. You know, Mm -hmm. that's part of what I do. So I, it's easy for me. I get a fix all the time, you know, Mm -hmm. but I go to the noon meeting. I, I consider our noon meeting, my home group. Mm -hmm. That's my home group. That's where I, that's my true place. Like if I go to the noon, I almost always share. If mm-hmm. I go to one of the other meetings, sometimes I, I'm good with just listening because mm-hmm. I've got the gunk out for the day, you know, Yeah. but um, like Saturday evenings, um, that's the one night a week. I don't always go to the Saturday night meeting because um, Matt and I take that day off tonight. Mm-hmm. The Buckeyes are playing Notre mm-hmm. Dame. So um, <laughs> they're ranked nine, we're ranked six. So it's going to be a good okay, one. Okay, there you so, go. Um, you know, um, so I always take like a Saturday, com- you know, evening completely off. But mm-hmm. we do, you know, I have a early morning meeting and then we usually do the podcast. And then I, like today I'm hosting the noon meeting as well. Mm-hmm. So I get my fill in and then I don't go back to another meeting until Sunday evening. Mm-hmm. So that's my day off kind of, you know, stretched well, out about a day but, off. Bambi, you also have boundaries. Like, listen, I can't be on this meeting. I can't host it. Somebody has to do it. This is where I'm going. So I'm doing, you don't, you don't like put your life on hold no. to, to do, to do a meeting, you know, and, no. and I'm not saying that's wrong or right to do that, but we have to have that outside world. You know, I, I, I know I have to, I know I have to have time for exercise, for family, for work, for all that stuff, because if it's not balanced, then AA isn't, isn't working properly. Right. You know, it's just not working properly. So um, how about you, Beth? Uh, I go to, I don't, I don't go to regular AA meetings very much anymore. Okay. Um, I go to my sponsor's house and there's a group of us that meet every other Sunday. Um, and I work with sponsees and I am actually going through the work with a group of women. So I wind up doing like a meeting, like every, like, at least once a week, mm-hmm. at least once a week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm always on the phone with people in recovery and I'm always doing a 10 step during the day. If something comes up, um, this has actually been a, a source of conversation within my sisterhood. Um, 
you know, that I need, I, I don't like going to meetings. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't, I don't want to sit in a room with a bunch of people. I'm allergic to people. So, <laughs> you know, but, um, but I do like, I also think that I have a responsibility to go to meetings. Sorry. Um, I have a responsibility to go to meetings to share a message. So mm-hmm. it's definitely something that we've been talking a lot about lately. Like people ask me what my home group is and I'm like my sponsor's mm-hmm. house. <laughs> well, I mean, everybody's recovery doesn't look exactly exactly the same, and it can't, right? I mean, that's right. what you know. I can't stay sober on your recovery, Beth, and you can't right. stay sober on mine. You know, we we have to build our our lives the way we need to build it. You know, I yeah. can't be, you know, and Beth whatever. has been sober a long freaking time, <clears throat> yeah. so I'm right. sure it's- her recovery when she was a year sober and five years sober looks so much different than it does today because when, right when i had have a life yeah the first two years i was sober i went to 14 meetings a week mm. i had nothing else in my life mm-hmm. um i went through the book when i had six years sober and then i went to four meetings a week i, I mm-hmm. kind of like cut down and then i had kids mm-hmm. man you got you got toddlers mm-hmm. you, your life just gets it's like a black hole yeah. of the laundry alone. So yeah. that's when I started to step down to like maybe I think I did two meetings. When the kids went into preschool, I did two 10 a.m. meetings and then I always did the Saturday woman's meeting in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And when we moved home, I went into a dark space and I started to go to four meetings a week again. Right. So I think it's it's it for me it's always based on I have to be accountable always. Mm-hmm. And when I'm going through a harder time, I put some consistency of meetings in to keep myself grounded. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's what I do. Sorry. Well, I'm and also no, but, but also, no, 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 no. I love it because also when we go to a meeting, we share some of the problems we have. Other people might say, "Oh shit, you know, I just moved too, and and I'm I'm feeling that little weirdness, and I didn't maybe I didn't know that's what it was, you know." And that's how we help each other out too. And by no means, guys, am I saying you shouldn't be going to meetings when you're you're sober? Um, You know, you have to do what's best for you, you know, and you talk to your sponsor, you talk to other people. Like Beth says, I go to my sponsor's house. She's not going to Jerry's house down the road and hanging out with a bunch of neighborhood friends. No, it's a meeting. Yeah, it's it's a meeting, you know. It's a meeting. Formal AA meeting, but it's a 12-step meeting that she's going to, you know. Yeah. And, and and so that's that's I you know that's you, you know we have to live our recovery you know and living our recovery means take the kids to a ball game get hundred percent get out and and uh, you know run whatever it is you know running is so, part of my recovery you know yes so it's actually interesting I actually sponsored a girl this is like going back a long time like 15, 16 years ago she got sober she had a six and eight year old. Um, and I told her she wasn't allowed to do a 90 and 90. Everybody kept saying, go to a meeting every day. And I said, you have no right to leave those kids mm-hmm. every single night, just like you've been doing mm-hmm. and claim that you're being a better mom. Being sober is not the only thing that you have a responsibility to right that now. That is true. Good you can you, go. Man. Yeah. You can go to four meetings a week. Mm. The rest of the time. And then I gave her assignments like every week. I'm like, you're going to spend two hours with your daughter. You're going to paint her nails. You're going to paint her toes and not not talk about yourself at all. Mm. You're going to go outside. You're going to play ball with your son. You're going to throw that ball back and forth for Mm -hmm. a solid 60 minutes. Mm -hmm. And it's all going to be about your son. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, 
we spend so much time in our drinking and using outside of the family, outside mm-hmm. of whatever your family is. I'm not mm-hmm. saying yeah, husband, yeah. wife, kids, whatever, whatever your family is. Mm-hmm. And we get sober and we just do the same thing, but we're but we're better because we're going to AA. Yeah. Avoiding everything. Still avoiding shit, right? Still avoiding shit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, honey, can you cut the grass? No, I'm going to a meeting. See you later. <laughs> and, 100%. And, and sometimes that excuse works. Not that I would ever use it. <laughs> it does work because, well, should do I want the grass bit long or do I want my husband or wife sober? You know, do you but, want to look like the meth house on the block or not? That's exactly. And remember when we, in the beginning we said, don't listen to Ed. So don't pick up yeah, that don't listen to from Ed. <laughs> yeah. Don't listen to me, <laughs> but no, but that's, that's kind of the, the AA life balance. You know what I mean? And, and, you know, I didn't realize that until years and years into my recovery, you know, meeting, go to meetings, go to meetings, go to meetings. And then when my sponsor said, you know, you have to live your life too. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, I do. Right. I do. I just can't live around the AA, you you know, because when I walk out that door, Bill and Bob aren't there to help me into my car. My yep. sponsor isn't at the next light to, to say good job. Um, you know, I'm not walking into the local Wawa or, or yep. sheets or whatever to see my, you know, the, the person, you know, it, it's just not that that's not life. You know, yeah. you want to um, you, you want to stump and you want to stump a lot of people in AA. Yeah. Ask them what ask them what their hobby is, and it can't oh. be AA related. Oh, I like that. Like Ed, you run. Yeah, Bambi, you have the Buckeye Bambies. The Buckeye. Yeah. I don't even yeah. know what they're called. The football. football. The, the football, football thing, General, right? The Buckeye Ohio thing. Ohio State Buckeyes. Yeah. <laughs> there yeah. you go. I yeah. quilt and I garden. Like all go. three of us are. All, I, and I. It's one of the reasons I love spending time with you guys is because all three of us are in very different spaces and places in our lives and in our recovery, but mm-hmm. we're all in balance. Yeah, one hundred percent, absolutely. But you go, you go to an AA meeting and you look somebody in the eye and you say, "Do you have a hobby?" And they'll immediately be like, "Well, I do a big book study," mm. or "I go on retreat." Yeah, that's a hobby. It, it's good that you do it. Don't get us wrong, but. Yeah. What yeah. do you do outside of life, right? Like, what do you do outside of life of AA? You know, what, why what, what get, do you do? Why get sober if you're just going to do AA? Yeah, yeah. you have yeah. to live. Yeah. You have to want to enjoy the things that, you know, I didn't enjoy anything when I was laying in the bed drinking 24-7 mm-hmm. with a box of wine beside me. Now I get to play with my dogs and enjoy yeah. them, you know, and I yeah. I can, um, you know, go shop for stuff for my new house. And it'd be like the whole afternoon just walking around to find one picture or, you know, you can enjoy stuff. And I didn't mm-hmm. enjoy anything before. No, and no. And, I and, didn't even and, know if the Buckeyes won probably. Comes <laughs> Seriously, probably. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. I probably knew on Saturday, but then I got mm-hmm. so drunk that I blacked out. So I wouldn't remember. I'd have to go- look on Sunday to see if they won. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's and that's what we need to, you know, well, I don't say we I need to do. I don't want to put any words in anybody's mouth. I'm not you know, I'm not preaching this. It's what I need to do is to show people, especially people I sponsor, who people I work with, that yes, we can like running, you know, running. I I didn't know. I didn't know what else to do. I just got out and ran. And then I'm thinking like, you know, this is 29 years later that I'm running and, you know, but it's part of, it is part of my recovery. It is not AA 
It's not AA sanctioned. There's nothing in running that has to do with the big book. The 12 steps have nothing to do with running. And there is absolutely no running in this 366 fucking days sober either. <laughs> but it is 100% part of my recovery. 100%, you know? Yeah. So, you know, and again, you're right, Beth. We can't just say, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to live, breathe, sleep in AA, you know? And I don't know how we got off on this tangent, but this is a really good topic is 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 like this. Uh, Giving you know, a fuck. <laughs> giving a fuck. Yeah, exactly. Giving a fuck about our lives so people can understand how they have to run their lives because it guys and and I'm and and you guys in early recovery that are listening, of course, you're going to be so submerged, so emerged into AA. Um, you're gonna be like, well, I don't understand that. But you will as you start able to let that rope go a little bit more, a little bit more that you're getting all these tools so you can get out there a little bit more you'll see what we're talking about because that's where we're at. And Beth, you made the perfect point. All three of us are in our recoveries. We were all, all three of us has a totally different recoveries, really good recovery. And we do totally different things. You know, yep. Bambi goes to a lot of meetings. I go to a few, you don't like going honesty, man, like there, I don't like going to meetings because people are there and that's okay. That's okay. You know, it is okay. But it is, but you know, but as as long as we're we're talking about it, as long as we're we're doing some AA things, you know, right. there's nothing wrong with it, you know. And I think too that, that's my opinion, guys. That is but it. it. But I think you said it. You you summed the entire thing up. It's about honesty. Yeah. How many people go to AA? And if you're listening to this, really ask yourself: When you're in a shitty fucking spot, you're dark as fuck, dark mm-hmm. night of the soul kind of shit. Mm-hmm. You go to a meeting and people go, hey, how you doing? I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Like, let me tell you something. When you go to an AA meeting, that's where you're supposed to show the worst parts of yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. We all get up and we do the things and, and you know, we do all the things and we got to act like a grown up and we got to pay the bills and we got to go to work and not kill people. But it's like. You go, you go to a meeting. That's where you'd say, I really want to kill somebody right now. Mm -hmm. Or I want to kill myself. Like how many people are in AA and they're just like, I shouldn't feel this way because I'm X amount of time sober. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That is so true, Beth. I mean, 100% true. Just because you got a lot of time, just because you go to a lot of meetings, just because of sponsor, a lot of people, you're still a fucking human being guys. Everybody take a moment and pinch yourself. If it fucking hurts, you're alive and you're yep. just like the rest of the world. We all yep. have those problems, guys. And getting into AA doesn't mean you because you're going to go to a thousand different meetings in your first year. Doesn't mean the divorce may or may not happen. Doesn't mean that the uh, DUIs may or may not happen. Doesn't mean that, you know, you might lose your job or your business or whatever it is. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah. AA only promise us if you follow each one of these steps and do what we tell you to do, the only thing you're going to do is stay sober and lead a pretty good life. That's it. You're going to no. The only thing you're going to get is you're going to stay sober and you're going to have the ability to choose in the yeah. present moment. That's right. What you want to be and do. Yeah, exactly. You don't have to. You don't have to have that disease or that alcohol or that drug dictating where we're going. You know, I'm. You know, I don't have to hang out and. Uh, in, you know, uh, wherever the, the drug dealer's house anymore. I don't have yep. to, you know, go to the bar, and figure out, oh yeah, give me a pack of smokes or some gum and, uh, four cases of, uh, Heineken, <laughs> you know, like Hi, paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. But no, that, that's what drove me was, 
that life when I had it, it, that's what my life was, you know, and then AA came along and, you know, we're, we're always in different seasons in our lives. Always. I mean, you always have to kind of be aware of what season you're in. It could be a bad season. It could be a good season. It could be um, whatever it is, you know, a learning season, you know, but we have to make sure we're aware of that and, and understand that, you know, like we, we, we're, we're, it's okay where we're at as long as we're what Beth said, being honest. Be and, honest, yeah. and that's it. And that's, that's it. There's nothing else for me anyways, is it, is the minute I'm not honest or minute I'm like, eh, you know, maybe I shouldn't tell that person this, or maybe I shouldn't, you know, then something's up, man, then something's up. And I have to really do some reflecting and really kind of understanding like, okay, well, maybe my pro- program isn't as strong or whatever, whatever it is, or maybe I need to work on that piece, you know? So anyway, yeah, and like, and think about it. Like, you know, there's at a point, at some point you're like, oh, I can't be honest anymore. Cause I, I just seem like I'm bitching. Yeah. So do something about it. Yeah. Exactly. Like that's where, that's where it's time to maybe pick up the book again or get a sponsor or be of service. Give yeah. a fuck about somebody else. Like get out that's of yourself. Right. But if I'm not honest, yeah. nobody can give me that feedback and I'm just going to stay in it. That's right. You're going to be stuck. Nobody, nobody likes a dirty diaper. <laughs> that's the the self-pity the martyr the victim all that stuff and that's easy to get into though i, I don't oh, yeah. want to go off on a whole another tangent because we're going to wrap it up here in a minute but but if you don't get out of that then you think that's normal then then you think everybody's like this and then yep. when you hear somebody at the meeting saying hey i just celebrated 10 years and you know my life is really good i only go to three meetings a week that motherfucker only goes to three meetings a week what the fuck i go to seven meetings a week and i'm fucking miserable and shit you know like maybe you should look at that <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> it's not it's not the quantity it's the quality i think is is kind of what what we're talking about here it's the quality 100%. of what you're doing how you're living your life um, just because you go to a hundred, hundred different meetings a week, doesn't mean you're applying them to your life, you know? So ladies, um, any, any closing words on this, this, this is a good topic. I didn't even know we were going to go this way. And, uh, you know, I, I love when it's just us. Um, I, and I gotta I love tell you, our- I really love when it's just us too. I know. Well, that's good because I don't have any guests for a while. So <laughs> I'm glad you both enjoy it. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> we better we better, uh, we better figure our shit out. I'm going to listen to a lot of sober potting, take some of their ideas, I guess. No, just <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, if uh, you know, um, just uh, if, if you guys are listening, please, um, you know, thank you very much for all the comments and, and Facebook, everybody who does the comments. Don't forget, put the couches. Let's see the couches, 10 couches. Next week we do the show or the following week we do the show from, from the, from the chair, from our couches, uh, our new couches. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's just, um, you know, j- just, if you need anything, those numbers are there for a reason, reach out to another addict alcoholic. You don't have to reach out to us, you know, reach out to, to somebody and ask them how I should live my life. Right. Like that is, that's again, being honest, like, how do I live my life? I'm going to a meetings 10 times a day. And that's not living. Ask, reach out, because I'm sure somebody will give you some direction somewhere, somehow, you know. And, um, you know, in the meantime, as you're doing that, this is what we always say. Stay sober, everybody. This concludes this episode of Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast. Follow us on Facebook for past shows and updates and enjoy free access to twice daily support meetings. Friends in Recovery, the Addiction Recovery Podcast is available on Facebook, Podbean, iTunes, 
and YouTube 24 hours a day, seven days a week.